Previously on Unbalanced Encounters. Glad you could make it. I'm glad you're on time. A absolutely. You make out the finer details of Ganbald's study. You're never allowed in this room without me uh, present. I, you, you understand that that would be an, uh, an inexcusable offense. Now, when we do receive new visitors, is there a, a log of sorts that uh, either you or myself or someone else might write down their names in to keep track of who comes through here? There is indeed. As a matter of fact, the active ledger should be on my desk there. I think, I think my name's Jehoshaphat. We were sort of following a big bird. Mel, you snap out of it as you hear, you're not supposed to be here. Harissa, you need to leave right now. This is not a good sitch, my guy. Harissa's just gonna nod and just like flee towards the left. My friends, please wait down here. There is a disturbance up above. I will take care of it. He's going to try to w keep it open by tossing the shield to, like, jam it. Folks here call me a guardian. Let me help. I want to slide under the, the shield and guard's arm. And when I pop up, I want to take my bow staff and pin Mel to the to the wall. This is far too much for Mel. And he says out loud, your eyes are feeling mighty heavy. Upon your slumber, I do levy. Welcome to another episode of Unbalanced Encounters, the show that dares to ask, how many times can we practically kill Harissa? I'm your host, Patrick Perini. Say hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Ahoy. Like, oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. The amount yeah. of times, I forgot how many times Pat had to say, you're not supposed to be in here. Last like episode. eight times in the last episode. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. I had plenty to choose from when I was doing the intro cut. I was like, which one sounds the most intimidating? It's become the, the new The Man With No Boots. The Man With No Boots? Yeah, true. The Man With No Boots. Uh, <laughs> It's fucking so Sam's good. favorite sound <laughs> in the known universe. Um, listen, I know we usually do like some banter up top here, but um, you're all about to die, and I don't know how much you want to put off like dealing with that. So uh, continue the banter, guys. I love you all. Remember this. <sighs> oh, God. Mel, you've just cast a sleep spell. Could you go ahead and please roll me those hit point die because what is happening is that you are in the greenhouse you have isaac off to your left who's clad only in his bath towel june has scampered up a tree and is currently being pursued by one of these shimmering otherworldly elephant pythons it's the one that you can make eye contact with a little further away harissa is about this fucking close to being put under by another one of these python sphinx clawing at its face. It is your turn, 
And you've just cast sleep. What was that number? A 20. 20. Where in the room are you positioning this spell to try to, like, encompass which target? I am going to position it towards Juniper up the tree. Wonderful. June, how many hit points do you have? 18. Incredible. Mel, you look up this tree in this just humid room that smells of steam and metal and earth and foliage. And you cast your sleep spell. And June, you see a python slam into the ground as it falls out of the tree unconscious. It had 17 hit points left. I managed to stab it good. (laughs) Uh, And as you do that, Mel and June, uh, you both see kind of a branch shake. You see a little frog hand kind of reach up, rub its eye. What's going on out there? <laughs> oh, you're the squirrel girl. Uh, June, what What the hell's happening? Uh, I just, I don't, I have no idea. The snake just fell asleep. What are, how do we get snake? out of here? Why are the snakes in here? I don't know, but I'm really worried about Harissa right now because she's terrified of snakes. How do we get out of here? Um, I think probably the door. I don't know. I sometimes come up here to nap. It's usually not a big deal. I'm going to look towards the door. Uh, I mean, you look toward the door. Mel and Isaac are standing in the door, right? You just rushed into this room to try to find Harissa. <laughs> and Reevesy has been apparently asleep up in this tree. This whole time. This whole oh time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn it, Reevesy. <laughs> and we're gonna go back to mel uh mel uh i believe that that is action from you this snake is now asleep uh from the sleep spell do we have anything else do we have bonus action or uh movement for mel i'm going to use my movement to head over in the direction of the scuffling in the bushes that i hear towards harissa yeah without an issue you sort of leap over this first snake kind of round a corner and you are face to face with harissa you know kind of trying to fight this thing off sphinx clawing in its face uh anything else or is that your turn that's where i'll end my turn i'm gonna see what is going on a little bit more fantastic all right so we then move to isaac oh man Isaac, you just saw everything that I just described. You saw Reevesy wake up. You saw the snake fall out of the tree. You saw June kind of flail around a little bit. Mel put this thing to sleep, which, to be fair, is like the most explicit use of a magical spell you've seen outside of maybe guard, right? Like, you know, that, that, was, that, was, that was arcane in its truest form. And then he just, boom, bounded around the corner. Looks as though he might have this situation under control, and the situation in the study is obviously a lot less clear to you, but also you haven't put eyes on Harissa yet. What do you want to do? I think Isaac, looking around, Mm -hmm. a lot of things are going through Isaac's head right now on the fact of 
uh, self-blame. Well, he's trying to figure some stuff out. Because guard's in the other room, right? Yeah. It definitely seems like Isaac's big thing here is like, this is all my fault. How do I fix it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do a perception check then. God. I've been laughing all morning, and now I'm stressed. Uh, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? What'd you roll? I rolled an 18. You rolled an 18? He has zero to perception. I thought he wouldn't notice it, but he definitely is being perceptive right now. Yeah, I mean, on an 18, I think that Isaac can kind of imperceptibly, right? Like, combat training is something that you grew up in. You know what to listen for on a battlefield. And I think that there's an element of, like, you hear the fight draining from Harissa. Whatever that fight looks like, however it sounds, imperceptibly, right? Like, it is... It's slowing down. And that's not necessarily a good sign. Right. And I think you definitely get that on an 18. But also, on an 18, you hear crashing and banging and, like, furniture shifting coming from the study. Moving furniture. Oh! Hold on. I just realized something. On an 18 perception, that's also high enough to get another little detail off of Mel's turn. Hey, Mel. How does your oath manifest in your bard spells so because mel is now in this new world and he's discovering new powers about himself his oath as a paladin still lingers in his devotion but it's changing and morphing into more of a bardic style and so when he casts a bard spell the paladin oath infuses it by deadening the sound immediately around him yes so so as he casts his spell as the poetry comes out of him all other sound becomes deadened in a sphere around him and isaac on an 18 perception you know exactly what that feels like that's what it fucking feels like when you use lay on hands what so that's what you get on an 18 perception Oh, what? so, damn, if he knows that, I think, I think he'd know who, who Mel is at this point, or some of Mel's history, I should say. And then he would start heading towards the chaos. Which chaos? <laughs> the ne- the, this naked half, old ass half orc is going to start heading towards uh, guard. Okay, so... You clock who or what Mel is, and in that moment, decide guard needs your help more. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to be, we'll say, 60 feet of movement to get to the, to get to the study. Are you just barging in? Uh, yeah. All right, you kick the door in, uh, and we actually are going to go ahead and move to guard, if that's the end of your turn. Bonus action, yeah. We move to guard. Guard, uh, you and Ganbold are legitimately, like, trying to put a dresser in front of this hole as, like, bird claws, like, rip and wrench out of this space. And you 
are watching this, right? Like you, you're sort of following Ganbald's lead a little bit here, preparing to sort of help him hold her back while he tries to, you know, kind of more thoroughly subdue her and the situation. And you catch a glimpse of just like one massive bird's eye, bright yellow slit pupil that wrenches open in the blackness and stares at you for a moment before you hear, <clears throat> and Isaac is standing in the doorway, mostly naked. What do you do? When there is that moment of eye contact, aside from the overwhelming intensity that you would feel from just seeing a creature with an eye that big looking at you, are there any other sensations that I get or like good or bad or anything? Or is it more just like, oh my goodness, that's a big eye? That's a really good question. And I think that like my answer for that might be a little bit different for guard, right? I think that if if it was anyone else in the party that had had, you know, kind of made this eye contact, I would without hesitation say like cold, empty, lost, scared are things that you would feel in this moment. But you're a guardian. So I'm going to actually ask you to make me an insight check if you don't mind. Uh not great. Uh, 11. <laughs> Exactly average. <laughs> I don't think that Guard feels almost any of those things. Okay. The aura off of this creature is one that doesn't affect you the way that it would affect mortal beings. Instead, I think you see a pretty profound sadness. You see a sense of loss and longing that has metastasized. Okay, as Guard is standing alongside Gambald, he's going to look to Gambald. I don't think she should suffer alone in there. I understand your position, my friend. I do not think that you properly have respect for how bad of a sitch this is right now. Like, right vibes, but maybe not right approach? I am overstepping. What do I do? Uh, legitimately just help me get this dresser up. I gotta get these claws down so I can have a word with her or, like, abjure the space or fucking something. I can't keep getting knocked around like this. Okay. And I'm going to try my best to just follow Gambald's lead and push that dresser in place. I'm going to ask you to make me an athletics check, please. Uh, I'm going to rage before I do this. Okay. I don't think Guard is raging intentionally. I think Guard is, like, going to do this, and there is something about trying to solve this problem that is compelling and overwhelming on a very instinctual level for him so it just sort of turns on i want to make this check with advantage basically what's happening yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, roll it there we go 22 all right a 22 is good enough that i'm definitely gonna roll for something here it's not gonna be quite what i had in mind but it's gonna be something one of the legs 
makes it around the corner of this bureau before you get it up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And this leg gets a plus eight to athletics checks. 22 means that I have to roll a 15 on the die. Let's see what happens. That's a six. Guard this claw. (laughs) Scraping and grinding and thrashing. Grabs your arm. And for half a second, you die. And Isaac, you see guard's body just like go limp. And interestingly, kind of lock into place as it does. The knees lock, the shoulders set. And he doesn't fall. He doesn't give an inch. He just becomes a pile of ceramic. And before you can even process what you're seeing, the filigree is glowing. This vibrant red color for just... mm, just like a boot-up pulse, and guard his back, slams the bureau into the wall, and the leg withdraws. Is Gambald on the same side of the door as us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's with you. All right. The end of my turn, as we get the door lined up, I'm going to see that Isaac is there. And while looking at Isaac, I'm going to say to Gambald, I think we need to slow down a little bit here. That'll be my turn. All right. And with that, we jump back to June. Are you saying guard just like became a bunch of plates and dinnerware for a second? For a hot second. It's like blue screen of death for a quick second there, literally. Oh boy. God damn. That was actually the way you described him basically just like turning off was actually really sad. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) Sorry, continue. June. You're up a tree with Reevesy. Snake's not chasing you right now. You're not. I, I think you, I think we did say that you found Harissa. Like you know where Harissa and Sphinx are. You got a visual on them. You see that Mel has gotten within pretty close range as well. Um, what do you what do you do? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm gonna use my first action. I'm gonna. I want to throw a dart at the. Uh, snake on Harissa. Okay. Uh, that's a fifteen. Uh, fifteen hits. Sweet. And that is uh four. Four damage. Great, 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 great. Uh, you hit this thing just kind of right under the eye, and it <laughs> recoils a little bit. Uh, you see like kind of boiling bluish smoke kind of grabbing at the at the tip of the dart in lieu of blood uh and uh Reezy kind of looks over your shoulder and says that uh that doesn't look like it's supposed to be here that the snake yeah is not supposed to be here no i don't think so can i kill it can you kill it i guess we we should try uh, were you asking may you kill it were you asking me for permission, or were you asking if you have I, the ability to do the killing? I'm asking both. Well, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if you can or can't, and I'm not really empowered to, to, give you the, to, the, to give you permission to kill this thing. That's not really within my purview. Damn it. 
I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that as a yes. Yeah, I'm uh, just a guy. Uh, you you kind of do what you want here, I think. Is there um a tree that is closer, like directly above Hersa? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to leap to that. I think you just like take this flying leap from like this palm tree, kind of over to this like thick bamboo stalk. Uh, go ahead and give me an acrobatics check again. I think you're gonna make it. I'm just curious as to whether or not I charge you difficult terrain here. Twenty. Mm, Dirty twenty. Yeah, you've got half your movement left at least, so you can get down if you want. Sweet. Uh, I want to jump down on the snake. Okay. I want to hold the quarter staff. Like, mm-hmm. I want to try to go down so I can squish the snake into the ground with the quarter staff. Uh, I think I'm going to do something that I actually haven't done since almost the first episode. I'm going to let you use the ability check to influence the uh, the attack roll. We'll say this would have been a DC 15. You got a 20. Uh, I'm going to give you a plus five to this attack as you go to fall on this thing. To 24. Beautifully unnecessary. We love to see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead. Knock this thing upside its head. Uh, four. Okay. You do four damage to this thing, and it it uh, it is coiled around Harissa right now, like constricting her, and a little bit preoccupied with Sphinx on its face. It it you're getting its attention bit by bit. Uh, that is movement and action. Uh, yeah, I'll use my bonus action just to say to look at Mel and can you can you get this thing off of her? I shall endeavor. Don't worry, guys. I'll handle the other one. Uh, and Reevesy slips down the tree. I'm going to go ahead and roll for him to hit this thing. Go on, Reevesy. Huh? He does. Why would he hit it? That's yeah! not going to. That's not a good thing. Wait. What? No, he was asleep. It's asleep. Reevesy, you fuck. And Reevesy drops <laughs> and he pulls out his oh, spear. No. And he spins it like super anime. No! Just like, and he smacks this thing on the head for one point of damage waking it up does the stinger do anything is it poisoned uh you know what i'll give i'll give you i'll give you that it's one point of poison damage but i that these things aren't like vulnerable to poison damage so fucking reevesy uh all right god this is gonna end poorly for reevesy poor boy incredible so now it is the uh the snake's turn uh we got one that is constricting uh, Harissa, but I think I think that it's just going to keep up that constriction, and uh, it's instead going to try to take a bite at, I think, Sphinx initially. Eh. It rolled a nat one. Yay. I think this thing, this thing goes to bite Sphinx, and Sphinx does that, like, very Disney, like sidekick flip onto it like its upper jaw and it's just like hanging on for dear life um grabs the dart with one hand it is like riding it like a like a rodeo clown it's great howdy 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 yeah i thought that was emily saying howdy oh my god Uh, this thing is going to take another bite at June now that Sphinx is uh, kind of safely out of the way. Uh, does a 21 hit? Yeah, my dude. Great. Uh, and then nine points of piercing damage. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and then we've got this guy over here. Oh, no. Okay. 
No, I want the full description of Reevesy's death. Uh, this thing lunges. This thing lunges at Reevesy, lands one hit, bites him, and uh, you all hear Reevesy go, ah, "It's all right, buddy. No, 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 no need to get, no need to get, no need to get testy. Uh, there's no need for these hostilities. This is gonna, ah, oh God, oh no, still alive." <laughs> fantastic also i'm sorry uh this is a new episode but it has been a week you are all still blessed Ooh, true uh harissa it is your turn uh you are still restrained by the by the snake so harissa now kind of (gasps) struggling to (gasps) breathe as the constriction gets tighter um very weakly with her free hand is gonna try again to stab this bastard just just somewhere like in its body just while its head is preoccupied are you specifically are you trying to do damage or are you trying to get out of the restraint i think both at this point like whatever she's just kind of like get off me kind of in an out of character moment here um the way that you get out of things like uh these sorts of restraints is that you have to make an acrobatics or an athletics check and you you have to basically forgo doing damage oh I would maybe give that to you on, like, a crit, but I'm not going to give it to you on just straight damage. That's the trade-off that you have to make. Okay, in that case, I will attempt to wriggle free. Wriggle, 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 wriggle. Wriggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> Is that acrobatics, you say? Acrobatics or athletics, yeah. I'm going to do athletics. Uh, no, actually, my acrobatics is better. I'm going to do that. A six is not going to do it. A six no. acrobatics check is not going to no, do it, Harissa. You not. are just... <laughs> nope. With my bonus action, then? Yes. Uh, Sphinx will attack this thing for me. Okay. Uh, no, Sphinx doesn't make it either. He's too busy clinging on for dear life. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Harissa. This is fine. Uh, but Mel to the rescue. Mel, it is your turn. What do you do? Uh, first of all, Mel's going to yell over at Reevesy and say, Well, I think you found your fellow with no boots. Snakes don't have boots, do they? Uh, <laughs> Reevesy, near death, goes, Huh? But why would they be missing boots? Ah! Oh, oh, God. <laughs> There's a snake with no boots. Oh. 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, there goes, there goes the, the Disney deal. We're done. Can I give you disadvantage on something for that? Oh, that's, that's my life. No. That's my life all the time because of all the, the puns that I have to, I have to make. Incredible. Uh... Mel, what the fuck are you doing about these snakes? Uh, I'm just going to whip out my rapier and have a little stab at the snake that is around Harissa. Wonderful. Snake. 18. Yeah, that hits. 18 hits. Fantastical. 11 damage straight, hey. to, the, straight to the belly of the beast. Uh, this thing is looking bad. You... <laughs> slice its like right side just open along a length oh yeah and you again see this like bluish blackish kind of smoke almost like a, a an ooze a bubbling ooze kind of trail out of it and dissipate into the room and it 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 smells like burning tar uh as you kind of rip this thing open it is not doing great uh that's action for Mel, do we have bonus or movement? He's going to hop on over to Reevesy in preparation to help Reevesy with that snake. Okay, uh, I think you are going to get an attack of opportunity here from the snake if you bounce out of range. Then I'm going to use Rabbit Hop, 
which means I do not provoke an opportunity attack. Yes. Just <laughs> cutting a fucking Zoro Z in this thing's side and bouncing back over to Reeve Z. Uh, you land and see uh, that Reeve Z is lying like just this side of conscious uh, as this snake is poised to finish the job. Fantastic. We get to Isaac. Uh, Isaac, you just saw Guard, like, re-fucking-boot. And he and Ganbald have sealed off this particular hole, and Ganbald is, like, beginning to move to do something else, something because of that. What do you do? I think Isaac is... Uh, does he see Demoiselle? You have seen some claws and stuff, but at this point, the, this, like, dresser is up against the wall. Uh, and you can't see anything kind of behind it. You hear clawing, scratching, frantic motion, sobbing. It is freezing in this room and darker than you would like it to be. Um, there's still something happening on the other side here, but uh, it is, you can't get a visual. Would you say he is 30 feet from Demoiselle? Less than. Less than? Okay. Um, he's going to walk up to Gamball. Mm-hmm. He is going to get on his knees and bow his head. And he says, I'm so sorry for your loss. And he says it loud enough for both Gamball and Demoiselle to hear. And he's going to cast Turn the Faithless. You want to read... Read us a little bit about Turn the Faithless. Sure. For all those who don't know, as an action, you present a holy symbol. Each fae or fiend within 30 feet of you that can hear you must make a wisdom saving throw. On the failure, the creatures turn for one minute or until they take damage. Incredible. Amazing. What is Isaac's holy symbol? With like extremely heavy air quotes. I was literally thinking that as I was reading it. Um, I believe Isaac's holy symbol would be. He is literally nude. So I guess the the shield itself. It's the shield. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Or his seven gold chains that he has. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. The whole campaign been rocking. The shield starts to hum as it vibrates almost imperceptibly on your arm. And Isaac, we flash back. I know you love it when I say those words. Uh <laughs> I literally hate you right now, but you know. Isaac. It is the day of Dale's funeral. And you have spent the morning balancing the two impossible tasks of saying goodbye to your oldest and dearest friend and taking up the mantle of leadership in his absence. And I think there's a light 
rain. It's unseasonably warm out today, but still, the rain sends a bit of a chill through you that you ignore. And I think that we find you sitting by Dale's grave. Which we've seen before. We've seen June visit it. We've seen Big Paul visit it. It is under a tree, well-tended. A place of respect. Of Raleigh's history. And I think that you're sitting under that tree. And I'm curious as to what Isaac is thinking in this moment. Isaac would be thinking... He would be thinking about how June feels right now. Um, losing not just one, but both of her parents. And doing everything in his power to not deal with the fact that he's just lost his best friend. You see... A bird fly in from beneath the clouds and land gently on Dale's tombstone. The fauna of the Western Wields have never been particularly welcoming to the denizens of Raleigh. Often you have had to fight off predators and ward off any of the prey that might eat your food or steal your resources. They're often a nuisance, if not an outright threat, but this bird lands maybe five feet from you, and it is tall. It's a crane. White wing feathers... A black crest, yellow eyes, and a white beak, vaguely pearlescent in what little sunlight there is to be had. It lands and it cocks its head at you. And without any sign of fear or remorse, it spreads its wings, leans down, plucks a single flower from the grave, and takes back off. Isaac looks around. It's definitely one of those moments in anybody's life where you're like, what did I just witness? Um, But... As he looks around and he notices no one's around at the moment, um, one tear breaks free from his eye, and then he just just starts crying. We find ourselves back in the study. This memory crashing into your consciousness as you grieve with these gods. Why? 
Isaac first came in here to apologize for their loss, but now is in the understanding of what loss is and what it means to continue after that. And it all, like you said, it all hits him. At first he was he was stern in his bow, but now he's just crumbled into it as the emotions take over. And he just keeps saying that he's sorry. Neither Demoiselle nor Ganbald could fail this save. You feel for the briefest of moments. Demoiselle voluntarily fail the save. And all of a sudden, a hush falls over the room. Ganbud looks at you and says, I'm going to ask about what the fuck just happened, but I need all of you to leave so I can secure the area as soon as possible. That's movement and action from Isaac. Is that your turn? Yes. Guard. Isaac seems to have slowed things down a little bit. Does Guard know that he just turned off for a second? I don't think you know what it was. I think that there's, um, you ever stood up too fast? Every day of my life. (laughs) Right. You know how, you know, you kind of, you're out for like a second and you're not, like, time stopped for that moment, but you didn't? Mm Mm-hmm. I think it feels a little like that. All right. Guard is going to stumble off of the dresser that he was, like, leaning up on so hard. I think my rage will probably fade because I'm not going to be doing anything violent this turn. He's going to look to Gambald for a second and then look to Isaac. I think we have a lot of work to do. Then he is going to put his arm up on Isaac and start walking both of them out of this space. I like that a lot. In fact, I'd like you to take inspiration if you don't already have it. I will. I have it now. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm just going to lead us towards uh, where everybody's getting killed by snakes. <laughs> out to, the, uh, out to the, the conservatory. And I think that uh, we actually cut back to that side of the fight. And we see that the snakes are vanishing. They are boiling away into the steam and mist of the room. And that tar smell is noxious and choking. But the immediate threat seems to have dissipated, with no one being too much the worse for wear, but it seems Reevesy, who is now unconscious on the floor. Reevesy, no! We are out of initiative. Like, Harissa takes the deepest breath like <gasps> somebody grab that sick ass spear <laughs> my spear now bitch <laughs> <laughs> fucking rob rob reevesy i love it so good you all kind of gather yourselves together i'm curious uh for mel and june and, and harissa is there anything in particular that you are sort of doing as uh, guard and isaac arrive in the room and kind of start to usher you all out June is gently trying to bring Harissa up 
and like checking her to make sure are you how are you feeling are do you feel like any ribs are broken or anything are you okay harissa is um very much leaning on june and um sort of getting her breath back after the ordeal and she um i think i remember she got bit quite bad in the leg by the first um snake so she's kind of limping a bit on that here take my take my bow staff and she'll june will hand her hand her a her bow staff thank you uh thank you june uh, and uh spink sort of Sephra, d- are you okay i and he he's about to climb up onto her and then stops and then instead climbs up onto june because he doesn't want to burden Harissa any further. And uh, he's just sort of, just kind of watching her and just sort of like a bit worried. Melmanon is going to look like he's checking on Reevesy, but he's actually trying to find any keys or anything that Reevesy might have. Ooh, why don't you go ahead and roll me a, uh, an investigation check, uh, what I fucking love snake. Sneaky, right? You're such a sneaky sneaker sim. <laughs> sneaky snake. Investigation or sleight of hand or? Uh, you don't know if there's a key yet, so we're going to start with investigation. I don't think you are even going to need sleight of hand because no one's really paying that much attention. Just a 10. You find a little acorn hat strapped to his back. Uh, you find his spear, which... Um, Mel, you, you've not necessarily really had the time or inclination to process before, but appears to be a stick uh, with a wasp tied to the end of it that's like stinger out. You find, you know, kind of a matte feather cape that he's wearing, and uh, you find uh, a little scrap of paper. Mm. And when you sort of take it and you unfurl it and you kind of look at it you see kind of scrawled in some kind of waxy substance uh to-do list and then it says nap find man with no boots (laughs) return to gambald (laughs) it's a hefty to-do list can i find something around me maybe a flower, a, a, a deeply purple flower or something. Sure. And use some of the the juice as kind of an ink to cross off find man with no boots. <laughs> man with no boots. <gasps> I fucking knew it. I called it. Yes, you can. Uh, and please take inspiration for that. That's very fucking okay. good. Well done. Guard, you and, and Isaac kind of arrive and see everyone kind of hobbling over to the door uh who's taking reevesy if anyone uh melmanon will after after all this melmanon will pick up reevesy and walk over to the rest of the group uh you pick up reevesy and uh yeah you see them kind of make their way to the door y'all we just fought some motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking death plane Well, that is something. I think we need to talk. Oh my god! (laughs) We are not gonna gloss over that! Excuse me! Well, that is something. What's gloss 
of over fighting snakes. It was exceptional. What? <laughs> I was waiting for Greg to freak out. The oh. reboot something. Uh. He's upgraded to Windows 11. This is it. I'm sorry, <laughs> Isaac. I don't know if you understand. We just faced an elder god. I feel that we must discuss that with the rest of the group. Yes, what happened in there? Well, may I may I make a suggestion? Before we discuss this, we might want to vacate these premises. Yes, please, and I need to sit down. Melmanon, do you know of a good place that is a little bit less busy than the rest of the hot springs that all of us might sit comfortably and talk? Somewhere with alcohol and food? Absolutely. I, 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 do, I do myself know of the staff relaxation rooms. We can abide in one of those. I, I, I like that Harissa specifically asked for alcohol and food. I'm going to keep that in mind. Um, I think that you all sort of collect yourselves and you start moving down the hallway. And as you walk back out into sort of the main chamber, you see that Ganbald is, uh, you know, kind of standing in front of his closed doors. He has this like abjurative rune circle, uh, you know, kind of like hovering in between him and the door. The, the sort of shawl, the shawl of knotted ropes is like levitating off of him in this moment of energy and power. And he turns slightly to you and says oh good you're all alive what in the hell is Reevesy doing up here <laughs> oh no 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 that's the final straw no one is allowed up here ever again I thought I had made myself quite clear Mel get them all out of here immediately I will deal with you all later at once at once uh, Harissa, give me one second, just one second. Oh, okay. And June wants to run back over to Ganbald really quickly and say, I, I'm leaving, I swear, I'm, I'm leaving. Just want to let you know, uh, uh, he did not have, Rabbit Man had nothing to do with us. We actually forced him and the uh, smoke spirit uh, to let us up here. So uh, please don't be mad at them. We just, we wanted to help our friend uh I don't know what she was doing up here. Uh, okay, I, I see that look. Uh, I'm I'm leaving. I'm okay. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> She'll turn around and run away. <laughs> as you continue to talk, like you you sort of juke him a little bit, and the spell sort of fades a little bit. And as you continue to talk, you keep distracting him, and it eventually does fall. And he it, mm, looks at you and says, "I, I am not mad. I'm a little. I'm." Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm very mad at Reevesy. He knows better. I am not mad. Uh, He was taking a nap. Uh In an incredibly unauthorized space. June, let's not not make it worse for Reevesy right now. I'll deal with Reevesy later. I am not mad at Melmanon, who has done nothing but the best at his job in this moment at least. And I'm not particularly mad with any of you. In fact, I'm rather grateful to both of your friends here for helping me deal with this crisis. However, the crisis only occurred because Harissa was out of place and out of line. This world, this building, does not have many rules. And the rules it does have, it has for a reason. I'm going to step forward, kind of put myself in front of Harissa a little bit. 
With all due respect, Harissa has spent almost all of her life working under the thumb of those that have rules that are not particularly just or well thought out. It is in her nature to be defiant to this sort of thing. And I do not think she meant any harm. Ganbald kind of puts his feathered fingers to his temples. I think we should go. I, I don't. Uh... I swear to God, lizards. You can't teach them anything. All right, listen. There won't be punishment. That is not the kind of place that this is. I'm grateful to you, God, and to you, Isaac, although I still don't quite understand what it is that happened in there. The upper floors of this building are, from now on, off-limits to everyone. I will be putting the same arcane wards that guard my study on the lift for this floor. If you take it again, you will stop existing. <laughs> I would like to just say this, that I never intended to intrude. I just needed to speak with you. I will make any time you want. I've got eons. You're all here for the duration, baby. It's going to be fine. <laughs> that is what I need to speak to you about. Well, let me finish up here, and I'll get with you soon. And I would like just to say... I don't think, I don't think Chris did anything wrong, by the way. And excuse me, I think you said that I was a god, so I think... A very I small I get god. to say that you are being very mean, but she appreciates you not punishing her. And she's sorry, and we shall go. Come, come, children, let us, let us go. We should go. We go get food and leave this man. He needs a timeout. So let us leave. <laughs> the lift tum, clunks open. Um, as I'm, I'm assuming um, when June went up, Isaac took hold of Harissa um, and he'll cast uh, Lay on Hands as he's helping her walk as they get guided to the lift. Thank you. What you at, dog? Do I get health back? How much you need? I only have two. You only have two? He's going to give you the whole 15. Actually, he's going to give you 14, and he's going to flick Reezy in the forehead for one. <laughs> you see Reezy ah. just like, huh? Did I win? I think I did pretty well. Yeah, you did good. You did great. I yeah! <laughs> um, Mel, can I get a uh, perception check from you, please? Oh, and Isaac's got the full red eyes right now. <laughs> if it wasn't so out of character, as soon as you flicked Reevesy for one to bring him back, I'd flick him one for one damage to put him back down. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> no! Okay. a nat 20. Uh, uh, that's nat 20! Nice. Nat 20! Nat 20! Net 20, net you know 20. we gotta reward the net 20 yes. with the flashback babies. You know <laughs> we have to do it. <laughs> his eyes gleam with an anime like ching in his eyes. <laughs> uh, Craig, I'm gonna ask you a question about the agro wardens. You got it. 
would there have been like sparring matches, training, like kind of I'm thinking like um uh like boxing exhibition kind of vibes where it's like the higher ups are sparring to train and that it's also kind of a spectacle. Is there anything kind of in that universe that 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 makes sense to you? Absolutely. So basically the Agravarian uh paladins would have a obvious training regiment but then also like a martial arts type of um system in which your rank is off of your skill in battle mm-hmm. compared to like your intellect and uh, knowledge of the rules and such uh and so yeah they would definitely have tournaments and stuff if not for just uh the the ranking system but also mm-hmm. to uh let some let off some steam so yeah. it's a tough job whole bunch of whole bunch of uh yeah knuckleheads trying to be basically a whole bunch of this is so military-esque but uh <laughs> whole bunch of knuckleheads that need to let off stress and aggression and so why not just beat the crap out of each other yeah absolutely um and i think that for a very long time isaac you were a reigning champion in these quasi official sparring matches right i think that that you know sort of went along with both your strength and also your position as the enforcer of you know the agra the agra wardens um and i think that this is sort of built up a little bit of a reputation for you especially you know kind of the the agra you know kind of the 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 cadets that would have been enthusiastic about that sort of display of of force and so forth so we flash back mel you have been a cadet for about six months you're still pretty green. You're still pretty new to, to this life. But it was always kind of an expectation. It was part of your upbringing. You know, the, um, the Lapignon family has been furnishing Agra Wardens as long as there have been Agra Wardens. And so you're, you know, you're, you're, you're expecting this life and you're expecting to be able to find your footing relatively quickly. Uh, and you are beyond excited to witness the agro warden sparring for the first time especially the legendary isaac axtrummer but you oversleep why does mel oversleep on the day of the championship fight because branvir was supposed to come wake him up yeah, yeah, yeah. Branveer was supposed to wake you up. And so you hear birds chirping, the bustling of sort of Agra city, Agravar city life, you know, kind of just outside your window. And you bolt awake, realizing that you're probably too late to get across town to this fight in time to see it. God damn it, Branveer. And he's nowhere to be seen. What do you do? I say, God damn it, Branvir. <laughs> and Mel starts frantically pulling on pants and thinking, as I would think in real life too, no, 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 I, I, I can definitely make it. I can, I'll, I'll, I'll run. I can make it. You pull on your 
warden boots, you know, lacing them up. You pull on the uniform and rush out the door, you know, kind of sweeping around trying to get your jacket on as you're kind of running through the, you know, the 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 kind of bright morning and, you know, you're kind of pushing past vendors and, you know, kind of working your way through crowds as you eventually do uh, arrive at the fight. And you hear from the back of the crowd jammed into the door. The winner and still reigning champion, Isaac Axdrama. And the crowd goes fucking nuts. Everybody loses their mind. All of these agro wardens, all of these cadets just like cheering and freaking out and being so enthusiastic. Yeah, oh my God. He's so handsome. And Mel, I... I think that you sort of you push your way through the crowd a little bit and you find Branvir. Uh what does Branvir look like? Branvir is actually fairly similar to Melmanon. They're both, you know, sandy haired in color, about the same height, um, you know, fair complexioned, uh not excessively handsome, but you know, uh, ra- rather, rather plain, but uh, you know, if if they put the effort in, I don't know why that's important. Um, <laughs> it's important to our listeners. They clean up well, <laughs> absolutely. I love it. They they can clean up well. Um, perhaps Malmanon looks better now that he has uh, more rabbit-like features uh, in the afterlife. But I think Branvir is dressed very similarly in cadet uniform, but. The main difference is Melmanon has short hair and Branvir has staunchly refused to cut his long hair and it's pulled back in a ponytail. Which is a thing that Agra cadets don't often get to do. He had to talk his way into that. And you sort of, you know, push your way through the crowd and you you kind of turn, you know, kind of Branvir around and Branvir turns to you and he goes, Mel! Hey, it's good to see you. I'm glad you made it. I mean, you're a little late, but you know. Well, yeah, I I wonder why I'm a little late, huh? Oh, shit. I was supposed to wake you up, huh? Oh, shit. Yeah, huh? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fuck me, buddy. Sorry about that. I totally fucking forgot. Man, that's on me. You missed a hell of a fight, though. Isaac damn near killed that guy. I thought he was going to bring the axe out. It was ridiculous. Yeah, well, I'm going to need you to do a whole reenactment for me, all right? Oh, wait, hold on. No, no, no. Get... What's it? No. All right, here. Here's what's going to happen. Get... I'm going to give you a boost. You can get him. He's on his way out. You can, you can just see him. Come on, here. Get... And he puts his, he like cups his hands down for you to step up into. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Oh, and he whoop, pops you up and you kind of stand teetering above the crowd and you catch a glimpse of Isaac Axtrummer as he walks out of the room. And there is a reverberating silence that seems to emanate off of him in this moment. Oh, God damn, he's so vascular. (laughs) And we flash back to Isaac's lay on hands and that reverberating silence hits your rabbit ears. Any doubt you had about who this man was is gone. This is the Isaac Axtrummer Second in command to the Agro Wardens, 
the man wanted by the Lord Governor. It's him. Oh no, what's going to happen? I'm so curious. Everything's building. Oh boy, I hope everything's all right. These are the thoughts that I am having. And they might be the thoughts that you are having. But now we're going to hold those thoughts inside for a second because it's the mid-roll. Welcome to the mid-roll where we talk about other things than the show but that are tertiarily related to the show. For example... Do you want to support what we're doing? Well, for just a few bucks a month, you can support us on Patreon. And by joining our pa- joining by joining our Patreon, you get access to all sorts of cool stuff. You get to name NPCs. You get to create magic items that can show up in the game. And you get to be a part of our special little family. Isn't that just wonderful? Well, I think so. Otherwise, I wouldn't be interrupting the broadcast to tell you about it. What else do I have to tell you about? Well, we have this thing called rebalancing where the cast gets together with the wonderful Tyler Clausen and we talk a little bit about the behind the scenes stuff, the plan of the characters. We answer your questions. So if you are curious to bear witness to those, they are going public and they're going to be on the YouTube channel, and I think we're going to air them on the podcast. I should probably know, but I don't. Either way, check out the YouTube channel because uh, you'll get access to them there. Uh, and maybe here, we'll see. What else should I tell you about? Well, have you checked out The Grim Domains Friday night? It's a live stream on Twitch featuring our one and only dear Craig, Isaac Axe Drummer himself. It is Friday night, 6.30 p.m., on twitch.tv slash magirpg. Not only that, but our dear Emily Graymore is on Delightful Dungeon Diving, a podcast where they chat and have skits all about voice acting. Have you ever acted with a voice? Who's to say? Maybe you are to say. Either way, it's a pretty cool podcast. You should check it out wherever podcasts are podcasting. That's it. I think we're good. Back to the show. Uh, we're going to jump to, I think you guys all sort of do do kind of what you intended. You take a, you know, I, I think Mel kind of brings you to, uh, you know, kind of a staff lounge that I think he kind of, you know, clears out pretty quickly. Just like, hey, can I have the room kind of a thing? And, uh, you know, I think that uh, it it genuinely, like this 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 staff lounge looks... I want you to picture like karaoke bar, right? Like I want you to picture just like, like, you know, kind of it's, it's like dark, right? There are a couple of booths and like a big, you know, sort of oaken bar. VIP. Mel got the hookup. Exactly. Uh, there's a, uh, you know, sort of shelves Amazing. of bottles and, you know, sort of odds and bobs that you don't necessarily rec- recognize. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's just, there's, there's like, there's just like uh, slurring sort of music playing in the background and, uh, you walk in and you see that there is, uh, a, uh, man standing behind the bar. Um, and, uh, he kind of looks around, sees Mel at the front of the party. There's, you know, a little, uh, we'll say pigeon person kind of passed out on the, on the bar. 
Uh, and this man behind the bar who is, you know, maybe four foot tall, seems to be made of, um, uh, made of this, like, red brick material. Kind of goes, what? Up with you. Come on. Get up. Yeah, there you go. Off and out. This is the staff lounge. His nibs is here. Uh, Mel, over here. Regular <laughs> yeah. seat. All for you. Uh, and the pigeon's like, fine. All right. I want to work here. Uh, and just kind of slurring and wanders out of the bar. You guys walk in. Mel, you would recognize uh, this bartender to be uh, Guter Stoneend. Uh, named by Homebrew City. Thank you very much, patron Homebrew City. Hey. Uh, Thank you. And uh, Guter uh, has cleared off some space at the bar for you, and he says, oh, you can have the usual, my friend. Oh, absolutely, Guter. And uh, Harissa, you're looking for something rather uh, potent, I-, I take it? You mentioned alcohol before. Yes. Uh... Oh, she looks a fright, eh? Well, Guter, <laughs> d- do you have any of your special Perilberry nope. wine in? Harrowborn, let me see what we've got. And he kind of turns around and crouches down. Um, and as he does, you sort of hear the shifting of like brick on mortar, kind of rolling in his knees. Uh, and uh, he grabs, you know, a bottle and <gasps> blows off the dust. Well, there you go. Last bottle, as it would happen. Now, peril berries are, are rather peculiar around here. They are only safe to eat and ingest for a certain part of their season, so there is always a little hint of danger when ingesting them. So this is rather a treat for you. I'm in. Helps that none of you can die because you're kind of already dead, eh? Well, apparently so. Uh, She's going to sort of hoik herself up onto a a bar stool, I'm assuming, at the bar, and sort of lean over and sort of ready herself sort of like expectantly waiting like a glass or something he, he sort of reaches behind him without looking and he pulls out just like this immaculate crystal ware laying it kind of along the bar you know counting and dropping glasses as he goes he lays out a shot for everybody then kind of eyes like reevesy and mr spinks has two glasses left in his hand shifts them back and forth harris is gonna notice and just like shake her head like no <laughs> and he kind of takes the one back I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think Mr. Ravesy there needs uh, needs any help at the moment. Uh, will you do the honors of pouring the drink? Absolutely. And Mel is going to, in perfect sommelier waiter fashion, pour it with a perfect <laughs> twist at the end, so not a <laughs> drop is wasted on the lip. Well, once it's all poured, whoever is grabbing a drink. June's like raising her hand. Yeah, here we oh, are. You June. as well. Yes, please. Isaac. Poor, 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 I poor think twist. we all need a drink. God. I'll have one as well. Have one. Yes, everyone. Poor, 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 poor. What? <laughs> Isaac takes his and he looks at Guard. Guard is going to dramatically point behind you guys and say, What is that? Uh, Sphinx looks. <laughs> Sphinx is like, what? I'm going to kick Sphinx as I do it so he doesn't turn away from me. As everybody turns, I'm going to hand my drink to Sphinx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay. <clears throat> He's going to kind of hide it under his frill. I must have been misinformed. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, he drank it. Where did it go? <laughs> Isaac's just looking <laughs> all over Gar. 
Harris is too busy just like necking the 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 drink to even notice. She's not even going to bother with <laughs> side check. Uh, let me. Oh. Sphinx is kind of surreptitiously sort of lift it and. Are you alright, Sphinx? <clears throat> yeah, just a, a a frog in my throat. <clears> throat> no offense, Ribsy. I'm not taking, buddy. It's fine. I understand the idiomatic <laughs> speech. Ah, oh, sleepy. Would you like some chocolate, by the way? I think we have chocolate that might help you. Hey, you got chocolate? Yeah, I'd like some chocolate. That'd be very good. Arissa gets the little tin out of her pocket and gives it to Spinks, who rushes over to Reevesy and opens it up. And there are ten, I think ten good berries? I get ten good berries? Yes, ten good berries. There are ten little little chocolates in there for him to help himself. You see Reevesy just like, thump, tongue out and back in and goes, uh, Oh, I feel like my current HP is doubled from one to two. That's pretty nice. That's, that feels very good, yes. Uh, and he sort of pulls out his to-do list. Wait a minute. Did I find the man with no boots? <laughs> uh, yes, well... Right before you went unconscious, he, he ran by and stopped to talk with you, actually. You don't remember this. No! Do we hear this conversation? You guys can hear this conversation, yeah. I'm assuming so, yeah. You hear Mel lie to Reevesly? <laughs> um, no, I, I don't remember that at all. It was, it, it was a riveting conversation. Really? Was I erudite? Oh, oh, my friend. I was, I was about ready to ask you if I could have... Elocution lessons from you. Really? I mean, uh, thanks a lot, Mr. Lapignon. That's oh very, God. that's very kind of you. Um, I guess did he get to gamble? Okay. Oh yes, yes. It's all been sorted out. Uh, okay, wonderful. Um, June is holding her drink, just jaw on the ground, like. <laughs> I suppose. Harissa just pouring herself another. Another job well done. Hey, buddies. <laughs> It's good being a guide. Well, they say you are the best, and yet again you prove it. I don't know if I'm the best. I'm just, I'm, I, you know, I'm just a guide, you know, and it's, it's all in a day's work. I appreciate it, though. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you to say. I think you're the best. I like, I, I, I thank you, Mr. Spinks. You're very, you're, you're very, very kind. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with your discerning taste. Reevesy. Yes, God? Leave. Okay. Honestly, I think I'm off duty right now. <laughs> Y'all have fun in here. I'm gonna go. Bye. Reevesy's like half dead and is like, leave. <laughs> and Reevesy walks out of the room. Um, I Isaac would just, out of force of habit, take the bottle and pour another glass, but just leave it there. Melmanon, I think you might be able to help us. I think we might be able to help each other. As you say that, uh, Guter kind of throws you a look of, you know, kind of like, a, is this one of those conversations that I shouldn't be hearing? Uh, how does Mel sort of respond to that? Mel gives a slight nod of his head. You see that uh, Guter's ears just like, <laughs> like close in on his head and he just keeps, you know, he goes back to polishing the bar. How convenient. If you do need him, though, just give a knock on the table. He can feel the vibrations. I wish I had some, uh, some of my fellow rallyings could do that, or I could make them do that. I'm sorry? I was saying, I, I wish, I wish some do of- Do what? And she'll lean over with her big old 
Squirrel ears. Uh, Isaac grabs the squirrel ear. I wish some of y'all would mind your damn business. And then he puts it. <laughs> I saw Demoiselle. Oh. You, you did? She looked at me. Did she say anything to you? No, but she also said quite a lot. I do not think she is mad at all. I think she is sad. I think she is hurt in a way that we cannot solve by simply walking towards it. How would you suggest we proceed then? I am not sure this is a problem with a fast solution of any sort. The way that she looked and sounded, I've only ever heard something like that once before, and I, I do not think that those wounds have healed, and that was about as far back as I can remember. You are a fascinating creature, God. I think in order to get some resolve, we need to think of what action we may take that is not going to solve a problem, but help to rest. Is what I'm saying makes sense? Yes. Yes, it is. I must ask you all a question. You are not our typical clientele. That much is clear. What is it that you are doing here? And more than that, what is it you are trying to achieve? Isaac turns to June. I don't know what... what. Well, I guess we could start with the short, short version. We're, we're looking for some folks. We're looking for the, the Stonehenge, Stonehenge boys. Mind, 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 stone mind. St- um. Doing great. That's all right. The peril barrels, they'll get you. The- <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're, we're looking for some uh, group of gentlemen that went missing. And uh, now we find ourselves stuck in this place. And you would like to extricate yourselves from being stuck? I think we want to make sure that our, the people that we're looking for, not, you know, if they're here, extricate them with us, if somehow. Is that possible? Or find out if they're here? And then leave? We first need to figure out how we can leave. I don't think we'll be able to finish our job here. But what if they're already here? And they're just some animals. Maybe Demoiselle still has them? We cannot walk straight towards this problem. The pain I felt in her, it is not pain to be solved. It's not a broken wall to be mended. It is something changed. It is something different. If we want to help Demoiselle, 
and we want to find Sherwood. Her children are dead. There's nothing that we can do to change that. And there's nothing that we could do to make that okay. I don't know what we should do, but I know that if we try to just say it's going to be okay to her, that won't work. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think well, that's Well, I, I agree with that, yeah. I, I agree, I don't think it'll work. <laughs> and I didn't mention this before, but when I saw her, I fell asleep. And I've, I've never fallen asleep before. What do you mean you fell asleep? Bujas? I was there facing her, and her claw reached out and grazed part of my plating. And then there was a fade, and then I was there again, but time had changed. Isaac was not standing where he was before. Like a gap? When you sleep, you are here, but you are not here. Mm -hmm. I was there, but I was not there. And that was just from a simple touch. This is not a fight. This confrontation cannot be done head on. Melmanon, do you know what the nature of Denwazel, Denzel, Denzel, <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. That Perilberry one, it, it, it is potent. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you know what the nature of her powers are? She is a bit of a mystery to me as well. It is something I have been endeavoring to find out in my time here. You asked what our motives were for being here. What about yours? Melmanon smiles and says, You would like to find your people and leave here, correct? Yes. Yes. I find myself in a similar situation. There is someone I am looking for. And when said person is found, I would like to leave. Or at the very least, let them leave. If I have to stay in their place, that is a sacrifice I may be willing to make. But up till now, I feel I've, I've been searching in the dark. God, with your insight about Demoiselle and her predicament, I believe you may have found us a way to achieve all of our goals here. I have been trying to do this through deceit and sneaking around. Perhaps there is a more direct way to go about this, if we can find a way to soothe her. Is that deceit you mean, like how you were lying to good old Reevesies over there? Well... I tend to spin a yarn now and then. That was a, that was a, that was quite a yarn. That was small lie. I don't know. There was nobody that came in that room. Why would it, why? I did not see any yarn at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is the point. Um, I'm curious, though, why you were so keen to make him believe he had found the man with no shoes. No boots. The less interference we have from Reevesy, quite frankly, the better. And I needed to put him off that scent. Well, wouldn't that keep him occupied, unless it has something to do with you? Well, there is the rub, my friend Orissa. 
Excuse me? <laughs> Isaac's still on his towel. He ain't rubbing about nothing around here. You need to put point. some goddamn clothes on. My yeah, friend, th- there, there is a rack of lovely robes over there. Will you please Ooh. choose one for yourself. Just full-blown, like, silk kimono, extremely oh, soft. Very she, nice. Tough, she, dirty Shit you have not seen since <laughs> Agravar. Just, like, hanging on the wall of this staff lounge, ready for you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Isaac's gonna take his nice silk jade, wraps the uh, belt of it. Just, It's like clockwork. He knows exactly how to make it embroidered into the face of this kimono in the same color as the kimono so you can kind of really only tell when the light hits it a certain way or the texture on it uh is a filigree that is distinctly similar to guards Hmm. melmanon who is it that you seek one who was very dear to me who was taken from my life Far too soon, and while death is a part of everyone's story, I believe his was wrongfully enacted. Sorry for your loss. So, you came to the land of the dead to pull out somebody that you believed wrongfully died that's that's how how did you know to come here how did you get here truthfully i do not rightly know all the ins and outs of how i got here i was searching for a long time to find a way to find someone to barter with to go to wherever we go when we die i did not know where that was what that was or how that was but Along the way, I found myself enchanted, or attempting to be enchanted, by Demoiselle, and being taken to this plane. I realized what was happening before my companions did, and while they were taken against their will, I submitted to it. I saw this as an opportunity. And once I was here, Rather than having all of my memories stripped, as many people are when they first arrive, I maintained them because I submitted to it, because this is what I was seeking. And I was able to stop planting roots, in a manner of speaking. I did not, in the traditional sense, die to get here. And it seems as though neither did you. Yes, the difference is, though, we somehow managed to find a route here, a path, instead of Demoiselle leading us or taking us. I'm sorry, you you found a path here? Yes, we were trying to track down our friends uh, and, funnily enough, found your boots in the process. Uh, and we ended up meeting Reevesy. We don't know what and where or how we crossed the threshold but we just walked in and this is why I'm confused that I can't just walk back out again Melmanon takes a glass 
pours a big swig of the Perilberry wine and knocks it back. Harissa holds out hers for another as well. Like, come on. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to need to finish this. If there has been a direct path in and out of this place the whole time, I have been wasting a hell of a lot of my time here. This is why I needed to speak with Gambold so desperately when he said there was no way out. There has to be. Can I get everyone except Mel to please roll me a retroactive perception check? I'm going to make mine active instead of retroactive. Um, I don't know that that's legal. <laughs> perception, you say? 18. All right. Very good. 11. Ooh, 19, boys. Hey, 11. Harissa and Guard, you didn't think anything of it at the time because the situation was so chaotic. You had the Myconids to fight off and Reevesy to save immediately upon exiting the Bramble Patch. But you can't remember seeing the exit. Oh. Like it had closed behind us? You don't want to put that fine of a point on it, right? Like you didn't see it close. You didn't see it disappear. You just don't remember seeing it still there. And again, that doesn't even occur to you until you are hit with Mel's glowering disbelief at the idea that there is just an exit. What if Demoiselle did bring us here? As far as I know, that is the only way to get here. But you are saying you did not see Demoiselle? She did not escort you here? Not personally, but it was it was a strange path that we walked, and and guard kind of looks to the rest of the party. As far as I'm aware, we largely represent the closest thing to individuals responsible for her children dying. Could not a part of her that anger, that sorrow pulled us here? Now that is interesting. On many accounts. How is it you are responsible for the death of her offspring? On an individual basis or as a collective? Well, if individually or collectively, did one of you do it or did all of you do it? I'm the main culprit of it, basically. Uh, in starting the lumbering town that's been... Chopping down the trees. Uh, the elderberries seem to be the same thing that we use, or at least the Empressar uses, and we would... It was a resource. Mel, when Isaac said that he was in charge of the logging town, it hits you. Oh. That's where Isaac Axtrummer went. Never in a million years would you have considered that your dossier on rally that you were given as you took your post at the head of the raid would have ever been run by Isaac fucking Axtrummer. <laughs> Ta-da. Shut up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Time is topsy-turvy. OMG. That's what I said. I knew it. I knew he was the man with no boots. It's not entirely your fault, Isaac. There was no way that you and my folks and all that any of this was interconnected. I mean, they're like, there's like a hundred other reasons why you shouldn't have been felling those trees and destroying the ecosystem. You like, remind there's a bunch me of daily. For that. Yes. But mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, we didn't know. I don't know if knowing or not makes a difference in this situation. Well, not in this particular situation, but where Isaac feels like it's all his fault. I think, you know, I feel like we're kind of all responsible. I mean, I did exactly what I was planning to do, which was, you know, chopping down all the trees and keeping Riley up afloat. But now that I see the, the cost of said decisions, I mean. You were protecting your home and people you cared about, Isaac. You weren't to know that it was inadvertently hurting other people. I mean, no, no one should outlive their kids, even if they live forever. Well, we know now. And we can try and make it right. That's all we can do. Yo, I think Riley's done with uh, gathering resources for the Empressar. Oh, thank God. Cheers to that. He's going to raise that glass. Cheers! I think we should go further than that, Isaac. We have lived a very passive life in Rally. At least I have. I have helped maintain the status quo for a god that I do not understand but compels me to act. It seems that you have done the same and that has led us here. I think we need to kill the Emperor Barman, could I have another bottle of whatever is strongest <laughs> that you have um, behind here? Because Mel is hogging this wine. Hey, to anarchy. Melmanon's going to pour everyone a full <laughs> glass from the bottle. And Melmanon is having, having some trouble completely hiding all of his thoughts with the revelations that have been coming about Rally and killing the Empressar. <laughs> and you maybe didn't get here by being escorted from Demoiselle. And Melanon's gonna raise his glass to you all and say, Well, I don't know what the future is gonna bring for us. But it looks like we're gonna have a team up. <laughs> Sounds good to me. We need yes. all the help we can get. Bang on the table a couple Down times. Down with patriarchy. Let's <laughs> go. Gunda. Uh, you know, kind of swings around. What, what can I do for you, Lelas? Your strongest, please. And lots of it. Uh, all right. Milk is going on your tab, or do you all have tokens? Oh, I have tokens. Oh, uh, I have a token. Uh, Guter uh, sort of reaches up you know kind of in that in that slow way uh and grabs uh just this like have y'all ever had like carlo rossi sangria that big old jug of shitty yeah sangria unfortunately uh like what are those big glass bottles <laughs> box one of those big glass bottles uh, and it is this like it is it is pink with like glitter in it right like just absolutely the most buck wild yes. oh, fucking shit that looks visual uh and he he like oh i ask is if you're going to you know get a little sloppy that uh you you know you 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 try to do it outside of the ball because there's plenty of places that i don't have to clean in this place 
You understand. Here. Thank you very much. All right. I'll let you all get on. What kind of an establishment? I can't get drunk in a bar. Oh, oh, we can get drunk here, but but if we're going to get sloppy, that's a whole different story. Trust me. Oh, I see. We're not sloppy. In this place, sloppy is a messy business. (laughs) (laughs) So So if there is other places to go drink, are people that are drinking, they're all animals? No. (laughs) No, they're not all animals. Oh. Oh, okay. there's all kinds of sores here. It's just, it's, it, I mean, Mel, did you not explain to them to cycle a reincarnation? We're all alive. You're all what? You, no, Gouda, Gouda, it's, it, it's all right. It's all right. He doesn't know what he's saying. It, it's all right. The, the alcohol has gotten to him. He, he, he doesn't Cole, know what he he's ain't saying. drinking. <laughs> well, not that you've seen, but trust me, oh, every time your back is turned, he, he knocks one back. Puts it away quick. He does. All right. I'll let you off. It's on. Is our... When he walks away, I'm going to look to Mel. Is our state of being secret? It's not exactly something that I would go around advertising. I apologize. I did not know. That is all right. You are new here. Hopefully I can help guide you through this place as best I can. I'm still figuring out a lot of it myself, but I do know that there is a lot of confusion when it comes to alive and dead and somewhere in between. I think on that, I want to take a step back and I want to reiterate a few things that I think we all kind of, for our listeners, that we all know, uh, you know, sort of are, are, are true. Yes, please. Uh, and, you know, kind of reiterate, reiterate goals, right? So we know that you are all looking for the Minehead Boys. We know that there's reason to believe that the Mineheads are with Demoiselle. You also believe, or have been told by Gambald, that Demoiselle is the only one that could theoretically get you out of here. She's the only one who can pass sort of freely between worlds. We know that Mel is looking for someone in particular. And we know that uh, various oaths to the forest and to protect Rally put you in a position where if you want to save the wildlife and the people of the Western Wields, you are going to need to find a way to assuage or dispose of Demoiselle. You also believe that Demoiselle is in the top floor, maybe beyond the top floor of the Hot Springs, which is now being very heavily abjured. By Gambald. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would like to suggest a course of action. And I do not think it will be a course of action we should leap into. But I... I think it is worth exploring. Regardless of us... The elder trees that feed the gods will continue to die and continue to be harvested so long as the Emperor continues to desire them. I hope that if we were to commit ourselves to stopping this, she might allow us to leave. I do not know if this is a good idea, 
or if it is possible, but it is where my mind goes. Now, I know I am usually one to solve a problem with a weapon, and this is, again, solving a problem with a weapon. But if we cannot think of another option, I am comfortable making that sort of commitment. God, I think in the long run, I've already made that oath. He puts his glass up. I'm in. I think the logic is sound. And and with all the other gods as well, who knows? This is probably connected. I am in. I'm in. I'm wondering... I think we need, yeah, I, I'm in, I'm in, uh, but I think I'd like to know if Denmoiselle knows about the Empressar. That's a good question. That's a good question. I think that's the next step, isn't it? Finding out what... Because, yeah, because there's a chance that we might be able to get a little bit of aid if, uh... You know, they got a bone to pick with the Empressar as well. June. Could you please roll me an insight check? That is an 18. An 18 Ooh. is very good. This is not one of those checks where great revelations are going to be revealed to you or we're going to dive into a flashback that changes your perception of how everything in the world works. This is a quiet moment where you consider the political implications of a course of action and a beat later have the thought mama would be proud oh oh mama <laughs> sam you're on a fucking thing today jesus just christ thinking of that <laughs> we Pop need a musical episode reference. it's june's God june's karaoke it. episode oh, sorry uh harissa you were about to say something yeah we were in a karaoke bar so. i said it looked like a karaoke bar oh, no one's currently um, singing every bar's karaoke bar if you try hard and believe in yourself sphinx is one more sip away from singing some whitney houston so don't yes don't give a shit. <laughs> somebody to love sphinx <laughs> um i will say i am not sure how well demoiselle may take the revelation if i were a grieving mother and i found out who was behind it it may well send me into a more of a rage uh, well is gambald not the god of knowledge here Surely he knows. Knows the Empressar is doing it, or knows how to do this? Knows our role in this. I'm not 100% sure about that. Did I, did I get that idea, Patrick? So, this is, this is the thing about Ganbald. This is the thing about Ganbald, is that, you know, on the one hand, Ganbald kind of seems like an idiot, right? Like, Ganbald kind of seems like he doesn't know what he's doing, kind of, ever. <laughs> On the other hand, Ganbald has been alive for eons, and I'm pretty sure when he met Mel said the last time he had a fucking assistant was 15,000 years ago. And he is canonically the god of knowledge. 
Gamble knows a lot. Oh boy. Gamble knows a lot. But I'm not sure you know how much he is able to sort of connect the dots meaningfully around those things. Mm. He's just a giant encyclopedia, not necessarily like. That's so funny. <laughs> Melmanon, I'm curious. You have been here longer than any of us, yet you are. And a guard kind of comically is going to lean down and try to whisper, alive, like we are. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Does this path align with what you are seeking? I know not where my companion is. I have not located him. But we are on parallel tracks here. It seems it would be in all of our best interest to work together. So, short answer, yes. (laughs) (laughs) What's your buddy's name? So we we could also help ask around. His name is Branvir. Branvir. Uh, Isaac. DM. Uh, Isaac, go ahead and roll me a history check, please. Ah, 13. It's nothing, like, Branvir's a name. It, it's an Agra name, but at this point, you know that Mel is from Agravar, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know he he was a warden. Yeah, Is I mean you could I you could make the... the guess that Branvir yeah. was a was a warden, but it not you 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 haven't placed either of them as people you would have known personally. Right, right, right. I just know he was in the ranks type deal, correct? Mel, yes, yeah, yeah. Mel was, yeah. You don't know anything about Branvir. I mean, you could make the assumption that it might be someone else from that world, but there's no real reason to. The name doesn't ring a bell. All right. So you all sort of have a bearing. You have an accord, which is exciting. I think you all have like kind of finally come together on a unified like end game for the first time hey. ever. Yeah. Um, See, this is why a drink does this. <laughs> Just got a drink. <laughs> Alcohol solves all problems, right. Patrick. You didn't know that? <laughs> That's a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> so you all sort of again, you have a you have a you have a you have a bearing, you have a cord. Uh, I think that's very very exciting. But I also think that it is not something that you have like a concrete sort of next step on. That is is sort of like a very obvious thing that you all need to do, right? I think there's an element of like you've got to maybe find Branvier. You've got to collect a little bit more information. You've got to, you know, kind of feel this place out a little bit more to figure out what is probably your most immediate obstacle. The fact that you just physically can't get upstairs anymore. Melmanon says, I will not lie to you. You have made things rather more difficult with your actions of late, but I believe I still know where we can begin. There is a ledger that Gambalt keeps of everyone who passes through here. If we can locate that ledger, we can find the names of those we seek. I suggest that is where we start. It's a ledger of everybody that's passed through here? That is what I've been led to believe. I think we should do that. Yeah, where's this this ledger? Now there is the million-dollar question. Is, is it upstairs? Tell me it's upstairs. 
I think there's a high likelihood it probably is upstairs. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Damn. Didn't, Shit. didn't Gamble mention something about an office, a study? Those are two different places. So he has his proper office, which is kind of the quasi-public space that you met him in initially, and then his private study, which is where the fight just happened, which you all are not getting into again via the elevator anyway. <laughs> Harissa will go and look for stairs. No. What? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you imagine? Beep, 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 beep. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, Patrick. The keys that Melmanon was given were to Gambald's office and not to his study, but to the greenhouse. The keys theoretically still work. But as far as you're Everything aware, the keys upstairs. don't dismantle the instant cease, mm-hmm. the instant cessation of your being, right? Like, unclear how the locks interface with death. <laughs> so I'm curious, like, I, I think this takes a little bit of time, right? I'm curious as to what everyone is sort of getting up to, uh, you know, kind of in this forced downtime. You know, June, you're outside rally for basically the first time in your life. Isaac, you are back at a place that is not unlike a city for the first time in 20 years. Guard, you have agency. Harissa, this place might know something about you, right? Like, there are elements to this place that are very exciting. What do y'all get up to? June's going to take one more shot of her sparkly pink drink, slam it down on the counter, and look at Harissa and Mr. Spinks. Let's go shopping. Uh, shop, <laughs> shopping. Let yeah. Let's let's go shopping. Let's <gasps> go Sabra, to a. Can we can we go shopping, please? I, let's I go to a to store that doesn't belong to Benny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she just rubs her down. <laughs> Come on, her is. It'll be great. It'll be fun. She. Downs the last of the sparkly pink drink and gets up. Right, lead on. Yeah! Yeah! I'm so excited! Let's go, let's go, let's go! Incredible. And he's just like hopping out the the door. (laughs) What is June trying to shop for? She'll look at Harissa and Mr. Spinks again and say, How about we fulfill one of Mr. Spinks? And mine. Greatest wishes. Let's go ball gown shopping. (gasps) Oh my god! Sphinx is just like so... (laughs) Incredible. And she'll turn back to the uh, guard and Isaac. And I mean, if y'all want to come try on dresses with us, you're more than welcome to. Harissa is looking pleadingly at Isaac, like, please come with me, for the love of God. Uh, um, Isaac, you're wearing a robe. You're almost there. No, I, I, I don't think I've ever been on vacation since I left Agravar, so... Yeah, why not? Amazing. Guard? I'm not sure if I'll purchase anything, as I have never worn clothing before, and I do not know if I want to. But I am curious to put my input in on the gowns. <laughs> yeah, I think we could find you a nice hat too. I think it would be good. Let's go! I'm so excited. Oh, or like a like a 
a scarf or what do they call it? Like where the really dapper gentlemen have like an ascot. ascot. Yes. Fucking. Get him an ascot. Incredible. Incredible. Bowtie. Mel Melmanon. I'm going to like ring an invisible bell. Ding, ding, ding. Comes hopping towards you. Uh, it. We want to go dress shopping. Uh, where where could we where could we go? Well, there are several places, but uh, l- let me ask: Are you looking for formal wear? Are you looking for dresses that can move? Are you looking for Ooh. dresses that can provide you protection? Oh, I think I'm just looking for the most fabulous. <laughs> so uh, the so big. We're going big, bold. Yeah, go big or go home. I mean. The most uncomfortable giant dress is that. You will want to go see Mama Maybell then. Mama Maybell? That sounds good. You all go. Mama! There it is. There it is. There it is. Glad we got it out of the system. You all make your way out into the town that surrounds the sort of central building of the hot springs and uh, following Mel's directions, uh, make your way to a an old tree stump of all things. And that's what he told you to do. Uh, and you sort of look around it for a few seconds. You kind of see that like tucked behind one of the big roots. I mean, this tree stump is, you know, probably 10 feet tall. Uh, tucked in kind of behind one of the big roots is uh, a little, you know, kind of crevice that opens up into an entryway. And you step inside uh, and you see all manner of formal wear, designer, indulgent clothing of shimmering silks and, you know, kind of supple cottons and flowers in and on everything. Mr. Spinks's eyes are just like saucers. He's just like... <gasps> and... June is excited and horrified. You see uh, a, um, a, a dryad is sitting behind the little, you know, kind of wooden counter, uh, just quietly napping. Ding, 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 ding. Hello? Mm. Hello? Excuse oh, me. Oh, my. Mm. Yes? Oh, is it? Hello. Yes, hello? How may I help you? Uh, Mr. Spinks? No, my name is Ma- Mama Maybell. This is what they they call me. I'm not I'm not uh, Mr. Spinks. I, I think you might be in the wrong no, place. I, I, I'm I'm Mr. Spinks uh, down here. Hello. Oh my! Like, jumping up like behind the counter, like hey, hey. a lizard. How quaint. Hi. We would like your most fantastic dresses, please. Pardon? Did <laughs> <laughs> I? Your most fantastic dresses? For a... For a lizard? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. My my lizard here, Mr. Spinks, and my lovely friend, June, uh, are in the market for dresses. Are you indeed? Wonderful. Well... I think they might need to try some on, too. You know, the whole experience. Of course, of course, of course. Mr. Spinks? Yes? I don't... Problem? No, if I have anything your size, I'll grow something. It'll be fine. Grow something. Oh. Uh, and she 
stands up and you can kind of see that she is like veiled there's like you know kind of willow branches and like moss that is just sort of draped around her uh uh, and uh, she kind of looks over your shoulders and says and what of the uh the gentleman behind you oh guardian how quaint hi hello this is also isaac also a gentleman. Indeed. Yes. Hmm? What? No, I'm already styling, player. No, you're... <laughs> you're you, you cannot improve upon perfection, surely. I like, I like this. No, I'm amazing. <laughs> it's true. I have never worn clothing before, so I don't know no. what I want. And why ever not? Surely you can't not wear clothing? To be completely honest, I have never thought about it until the suggestion was made a few minutes ago. How very odd. I think he might need the experience too. You know? Of course. Yes. No, no, absolutely. Um, And she snaps her fingers and uh, these like very small little hedgehog people kind of come out and like start <gasps> attending to y'all. Um, Stop. <laughs> Isaac just wants to hold one. No, no, you can get back to work in a second. I just must know. Sir, this is this is very this is this is this is very unorthodox. This is against my union oh, regulations. Please put me down. Put me down, okay. please. All right, I'm sorry. You're Thank so you. wonderful. No, I I appreciate the appreciation. It's just um there there are there's decorum, you know. Uh, and he sort of adjusts Absolutely. his little uh, bow tie. Uh, and th- this 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 dryad uh, woman, Mama Maybell, and uh, and her little attendants. Um, just put you through the entire montage um and uh yeah i mean y'all y'all tell me like what are you looking for here june <laughs> june is looking for a ball gown and she's trying to picture something that her mother would have worn Ooh, that's very nice. good Okay. Okay. I like that quite a bit. With, like, taking into consideration that she has a tail, like an orange-red tail and orange-red ears. Oh, yeah. Good point. So, like, no clashing. Okay. So we're looking for, we're looking for, uh, you know, kind of something that, that June would envision is sort of what her mother would have worn, you know, kind of to, to, to formal, uh, formal events. I think that uh, you, uh, you know, you kind of pitch this to to her, like something for like a, like imagine a woman that's like a total badass that like is really good at fighting, really good at fighting, and yes, talking, wonderful, wonderful, and yes. like really regal and beautiful, regal, but beautiful, funny and curses a lot, curses a lot. As a stick up yeah, her curious. ass. And a stick up her that. ass. That seems a weird place to put that, but fine. Um, <laughs> very, very elegant. Very elegant. Uh, all right. Um, how about? Ah, I have just the thing. And she steps back, and she snaps, and. You find yourself covered 
in lavender vines snaking their way up your legs, around your waist, cinching flowers blooming, again, kind of blankets of moss and veils of spider silk just, like, growing out of this thing. And in the end... It's got these, you know, sort of this, this, this cold shoulder, uh, you know, kind of, um, uh, kind of make, uh, and then it, it is just extremely kind of flowy toward the base. But as you sort of shift, right, as the vines kind of start to disperse and you shift and you move, uh, you see that the, you know, kind of end, the, 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 the legs of this dress are actually sewn in such a way, uh, that you can kind of split them right like this dress is this dress has legs instead of being kind of one uniform thing uh so that when you are standing you know kind of still yes! it looks as if you are dressed for uh you know uh, a, a waltz to begin and then the minute that you take up your combat stance you are you know kind of you are as 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 you know kind of flexible as you need to be i fucking love culottes tell you i've got a very important question yeah sure this is the only thing that matters, Pat. Are there pockets? Oh, Jesus Christ. I knew it. <laughs> yes. I fucking knew it. Yes. A hundred percent. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. Um, but they're sewn in Glorious. they're sewn in such a way that they're kind of like a uh, part of the like um uh the pleating, right? So like you just can't tell that there are you just can't tell that there are pockets. Uh so anything that you sort of put into your pockets just disappears. Uh, and again, it is just this like it's this like pale lavender color with accents of jade green that reflect and contrast with the orange of your tufted, newly tufted ears uh, so effortlessly. And she looks you up and down and says, well, that's not bad for a start. I mean, if I had more time, I'm sure I could do something a little bit more precise. But what do you think? Directionally correct, darling? June is like swish. You know, <laughs> she's never worn a dress. So she's like swooshing around back and forth and then twirling and twirling and twirling. It does look good. And then kind of moving and stretching. Mm -hmm. This feels... Amazing. Wonderful. You look beautiful and deadly. And is there is there a mirror I can look oh, at? Oh, yes, of, of course. I'm so sorry. Um right uh right behind you. Uh and as you turn there is like a full length mirror has like seeped out of the wood and solidified this like liquid reflective surface that then <laughs> Uh, gives you just a perfect head-to-toe view. What do you think? Her, uh, she's just gobsmacked. She can't, she's never seen herself look like, with, like, tight-fitting, elegant clothing before, so I think she's speechless. Everyone should have an opportunity to wear something that fits well and looks extravagant. It's such a crime that so many people come to this place having never adorned themselves properly. Don't you think? You look so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Sphinx. I'm a guard. Isaac, Harissa, what do you think? You look stunning. And like I said, deadly. I can see your muscles. It's, it's very tight. 
lot. <laughs> Isaac. It's a lot going on here. A... She's got all of the right things showing. But you know what that, I mean? No. That, that, wait. No. Hold now. Hold the hell on. What? Maybe a blanket. <laughs> you don't like it. Do we need like a man? It's a... No. She's fine. Oh my God. You being worse than my dad right now. Dressed to kill. Literally. You you know, you know, um, uh, Isaac, you, your name is. Can't be so revealing as his chest is out for Miss Kimono. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were running around in your towel just a moment ago. No, uh, darling, he, he, your friend makes a, your friend makes a good point. Um, perhaps, perhaps a small addition. Yes. Uh, and she sort of kind of snaps again. Uh, and from the ceiling, a shawl starts to descend, and it is... Your brain can't quite make sense of it at first, because it kind of looks like a, like a broad leaf, right? Like, almost like a big kind of, like, elephant ear, uh, you know, kind of leaf in this, in this, in this subtle jade green... And as it starts to drape around you, you realize that it's like a sheer material and it is like extremely light, but just a little warm, right? And it just drapes over your shoulder a perfect fit. Uh, what do you think, darling? Too much? Ah, Not enough? Ah, that's perfect. Now you, you won't catch a cold on your shoulders. Now your shoulders going to be out. You're going to get cold and then you're going to be like, oh, I don't have any, anything on my shoulders. She'll be too busy rubbing shoulders with handsome men. She won't need the shoulder. What a... Stop moving. There's so much movement. Exactly, so many things yes, moving right now. I'm not okay with this. <laughs> I love it. Mama Maybell, it is beautiful. I, I, I'm, can I keep it on while, while you, you work with uh, my friends? Of course, darling, of course. For, it's, it's yours for a token just to record that you've been here. Uh, whenever you're ready. She'll just hand the green token over. She takes it. Who's next? Oh, me, me, please. <clears throat> me. Oh, yes. Quite. Puffs out his chest, you know, like sucks in his belly, you know, trying to make it all that. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> uh, can, can I make a request, please? Certainly. Mr. Spinks, you said it was? Yes. Was your first name Mr. Or, uh, go on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I, I have two words for inspiration for you. Yes. Marie Antoinette. <laughs> uh, he just poses ready for the flowers to descend to upon be fair, him. To be fair, Pat. <laughs> This is this is a different plane of existence. Also, Space canonically know. knows what podcasts and email are. I'm so upset. <laughs> uh, someone emailed Mr. Spinks telling him about Maria Antoinette. I would bet you a dollar. Spinks Spinks is the genie of this world. Uh, legitimately, yes. legitimately. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. Mr. Dot M I S T E R dot S P I N X at gmail.com. Mr. Spinks canonically has a <laughs> Gmail address. Uh, for fuck's sake. <sighs> Maria Toinette, it's. But it's so played. Uh, 
Are you calling me? No, 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 How no, no. Dare the you? customer is always right. I just, but forgive me for needing to. Might I have a little bit of creative interpretation, please, darling, Mr. Spinks? All right. Wow me, Mabel. Wonderful. I am in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's see how this looks uh so she um again she kind of snaps again and this time you know sort of the hedgehogs uh you know kind of uh bring out some bits and pieces and they start like kind of um ruffling the frill a little bit so that it has kind of that like very french you know kind of almost rococo collar beautiful and uh uh you know sort of the vines grow up around these times this time the they're 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 far more of this kind of like snapdragon red uh and Ooh. they sort of enmesh sphinx and as they start to kind of come away uh we see you know kind of again that that frill forming the neckline of this dress that is just white right like it is blindingly white with these uh, you know kind of big poofy frills that give way to jet black bows and adornments uh and as the dress kind of continues down mr spinks you see that it starts to slowly gradient through a subtle yellow into the vibrant red of his frill and the base of the dress just mirrors his frill perfectly and so the frill is the you know kind of the collar and then again mirrored at the hem of the dress uh and she looks at it and she says no it'll never do you need a tiara uh and she <laughs> wanders out of the room <laughs> yes <laughs> can can i have it with a wig as well can you put wigs on lizards? I suppose. And she uh, comes back out and she has sort of sculpted like a topiary wig uh, that has like a, a, you know, kind of a crown, uh, you know, sort of a, a, a yellowy bramble crown growing out of it. She, she puts it on Mr. Spink's head. Now that's an icon. Look at it. Amazing. Uh, I'm glad you know gloriousness when you see it isaac <clears throat> i will admit it does work better than i i would have expected mr spink somehow just kind of like pops a fan out from somewhere and just starts like like fanning himself where did you get that fan i feel fabulous <laughs> i just i cannot believe Sabra, don't i look fabulous you look absolutely stunning mr spinks absolutely stunning brings a tear to my eye how happy you are <sighs> and she hands over the um one of her tokens thank thank you um mr spinks I, all right <laughs> june puts out her hand to mr spinks to give him a twirl he delicately takes it you know like you know very prim and proper takes your hand and does a little spin oh he looks so good let's go dancing is there somewhere we can dance can can Isaac do a uh, insight check on Mama Mabel? Yeah, sure. Because she keeps saying that. She keeps saying what? Sorry. She keeps going. This just being hmm, interesting. Fuck. <laughs> Six. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Nope. Seems. Seems like she's just confused about Mister Spinks. 
And I think all while the, the you know, sort of while this is happening, uh, you know, kind of the, the the hedgehog attendants have disappeared and have shuffled guard off to like a dressing room. Yes. And awesome. I think that as soon as the you know kind of the attention wanes from Spinks a little bit, uh, we see some curtains whip back. Uh, gu- what is guard wearing? Um, guard would want them to give him an ascot. He doesn't know what that is, but that's what was suggested. Yes. Yes. So an ascot. Okay, just an ascot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could try other things too, but that's the only thing he's going to ask for. You know what? You know what? Here, here's, here's what it is. Here's what it is. I think that you, um, you come out of you come out of the out of the room dressed in, uh, you know, kind of a complimentary like military outfit styled to match Mister Spinks. And it's just like like a dozen brass buttons down the chest. The whole thing is sort of tailor made uh, to you know kind of to to fit you, you know kind of this 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 like deep deep navy blue uh, with you know kind of a slightly orange uh, you know kind of um, gold trim and a similarly you know kind of uh gold and 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 lightly shimmering ascot which is i think the one bit that guard actually gives a shit about how do i look you look so beautiful amazing you look so good guard like a prince ah you clean up well you look great you should wear more clothes more often I'll buy it, but we'll see about how often I'll wear them. I don't make the same noises, and I'm going to bang my fist against my chest, and it's going to make a thud noise instead of a clank noise. <laughs> yeah, it's a little <laughs> little muffled. She looks at you and she says, You know what, friend? This one is, um, this one's on me. I, I think you should have the opportunity to express yourself this once. So I, I don't have to give you a coin or anything? No. Next time. Well, that is very kind of you. Uh, yes, I know. I'm far too generous. I'll go out of business at this rate, but, you know, it's not like I have much in the way of competition. The other dressmakers in this place are hacks! Worthless! You're most fantastic, I will tell all my friends. I'll get Reevesy to come. Maybe Reevesy will have the rest of Oh, I made Reevesy his cape. Oh. It's a nice cape, don't you think? the one thing we actually like about Reevesy is his cape. Oh, you don't prefer his, his, his personality? I feel like Reevesy is a rather endearing fellow. You are a very kind person. I like him. <laughs> true. <laughs> How true. I'm going to reach into my pouch, yes. uh, and I'm going to pull out the pressed flower uh, that uh, was I plucked from the elder tree stump and say, for you. Oh, this is the romance I always wanted. Let's fucking go. Uh, I'm curious what Guard's intention here is. She gave me a gift. I'm giving her a gift. Okay. You hand her this flower. Where did you find this? It was growing around elder tree groves. I had intended to give it to someone from our village for research, but I think it is quite lovely, and I have never been given a gift before, so I think I should give one in return. 
she nods and presses it to her chest and you can see that it actually like presses into the wood a little bit and becomes kind of part of her and she wipes a little tear from her eye and she says if you see Porky again please tell him that I think of him often. I will. I have a gift for him as well. Do you? Yes, and I pull out the fingers. I chopped off two of his fingers. <laughs> so I made him a glove. Or I had a glove made for him. Uh, you... Why did you chop off two of his fingers? We were fighting. <sighs> that man is so pig-headed. <laughs> All right, guys. That's, that's yeah, fun. I, I gotta go. I, I gotta go. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> and I think that is a very good place to end this scene. Guard, why don't we say that we cut to maybe that evening, right? Like sometime much kind of later in that day. Melmanon, when we got here initially and wandered around a bit. There was a humanoid wolverine woman watching the dojo. Do you know of whom I speak? Uh, Mel, you do. Just off the top of your head, uh, this would be Ember, uh, the woman who got you your first role within the hot springs. Well, yes, I do know her very well. Her name is Ember. Uh, wh what business do you have with her? Ember, named by patron May. Thank you very much, May. Hey. Thanks, May. I know that your job here is not exactly real, but do you know how she got here? I do not, as she was actually one of the first to meet me here. Would you help me find her? Yes, of course. You've checked the dojo. She is not there? Yes. Well, I do have a hunch where she might be, and Melmanon takes off down the hallway and beckons for a guard to follow as we're walking guard is there is a hesitation in his step that is not normally there i should ask is guard also wearing the suit what yeah yeah i haven't taken it off. <laughs> incredible so as they're walking melmanon's gonna say i must say you are looking mighty dashing oh thank you yes it is much more comfortable wearing clothing than I thought, but I do think that in battle it might be a hindrance. Oh, absolutely. And if you spent a pretty penny on that, then I would hate to see that torn to shreds. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I just assumed that it was indestructible. Well, it may be. Mama Maybell does have some tricks up her sleeve, and perhaps those tricks are up your sleeve now. Mel, I don't want to be presumptuous, but have you ever really messed up? I... Don't know if I catch your drift exactly, but I have made some mistakes in my past that I would wish to change if I had the opportunity. Have you ever failed anyone? Yes. I think that this Wolverine is someone that I have failed, and I am a little bit nervous to speak to her. Do you believe she holds you ill will? I don't think she knows who I am. I'm curious. Why do you wish to seek her out? Is it to apologize? Is it to 
make yourself known to her and what your shared past might be? I want to know if she is okay. That is admirable, my friend. I think if that is your intention, she will only have feelings of fondness for you, and if there is ill will. In this place, where memories of past lives for most folks are quite distant, I believe forgiveness would be something you could easily attain from her. Thank you. Dungeon Master, where would Melmanon think to look for Ember? I think there's probably a little garden kind of out the side of the, you know, kind of main hot springs building. Probably just like a dead drop, you know, a couple dozen stories down from the conservatory, right? Kind of overlooks a little bit of green space. And um, I think that, you know, if you kind of take a side door and go through a little, uh, you know, hedgerow, I think you'll get to just kind of a you know, a little, little space with some some flowers and some well-pruned trees and bushes, just a, a place where people can kind of take quiet moments. And I think that this is sort of where she prefers to spend kind of her, her quiet hours. Um, and this is where you ran into her initially, because this is, you know, kind of your your kind of creeping approach to the hot springs. This was the, the most surreptitious way that you could get in. Um, you find her in this side little garden sitting beneath her... You know, the, the same tree that she loves to sit beneath. I know we're strangers, but would you join me when I talk to her? Yes, of course. If that is your wish, I will absolutely give you privacy if you require it. But if you would like me to accompany you, I will gladly. I think I would feel more comfortable. I think you approach and she... Stirs a little bit. She sits up a little straighter. She says, oh, Mr. Uh, Lapignon. Bell, it's good to see you. How are you doing? Amber, it's good to see you as well. I'm doing mighty fine these days. I wonder, have you met my friend Guard here? Uh, y- yes, briefly, though you weren't dressed quite so fashionably. Yes, I was given an outfit by Mother Mabel. Oh, of course, yes, she, uh, she does amazing work. I, I guess Mel sent you. Um, how, 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 how is your evening? You're a guest here, yes? Sort of. More than, more than, more than Mel and I, I would imagine. Yes, I, I'm sorry. Maybe this was a mistake. Is everything all right? I'm so sorry if I, I... I know that I was staring when we first met. I, you simply looked like someone I thought I remembered. I'm, I, I really do apologize. Can I tell you a story? Of course. I, I, I'm here at your disposal. I am simply spending a quiet minute. Once when I was traveling in the woods where I come from, I happened upon a family of wolverines being attacked by hunters. It was a mother and cubs. I tried to interfere, but I was not fast enough, and the mother perished. She died saving her cubs.
I wanted to make sure you were okay. Uh, oh. Oh, you thought it was me. Oh, well, um... <laughs> as you can see, I'm... I'm doing okay. Are you happy? Yes. I am. I... When I got here, I felt like there was something that I hadn't finished. That... There was something that I was trying to do that was not yet done. And that feeling lasted for a long time. I... It took a lot of work and a lot of helping others and, and, and thinking, but I I can't quite explain it, but I feel like I, well, maybe I can now. I, f I feel like I did what I set out to do. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was planning on seeing Ganbald in the morning and letting him know that I'm almost ready to move on. Do you know what you will be next? I suppose a Wolverine. I, I think we normally come through here in the form that we're going to be, not the one that we were in. So maybe I'll get another shot. You said you failed to save the mother. Did you save the cubs? Yes. I did what I could. One was injured. And that injury has yet to heal, but the cubs are alive and... I have done what I can to keep them safe. Well then... That must be it. I, 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 forgive me if I'm being presumptuous, but you seem... Regretful. When in fact I think you may very well have helped me do what I needed to do. Now I don't know if I'm the mother of these cubs that... You met that you you speak of or not i don't think there's ever a way for me to know that but if i was i did exactly what any mother would do and nothing more and now that they're okay maybe that's maybe that's what i needed to accomplish and you helped me do that if when you return to the land of the living hmm. and you keep any, any memories of this place, if you find yourself in an area of woods watched over by something like me, seek it out. That's good advice. Guardians are... They're pretty powerful. I still barely understand what the name means. You help. I think you might understand better than you think you do. All right, I, I will leave you be. And very abruptly, Guard is going to get up and uh, walk away. Um, and Guard is going to find a quiet place at the very edge of the hot springs, as close to the edge of it as he can be, basically, and just sit for a while. <laughs>